Welcome folks, come on in and set a spell. We talking gardening, but specifically today we talking about this dead gum garden zone change that the government's done done on us. So come on and sit a spell with us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, man. The government has done run out there and changed up our zones. This just happened out about, of the blue. Out of the blue. Didn't tell nobody about three or four weeks ago and then just changed it on us. And uh, we come into work with that. They didn't change their zone all up. If you don't know what we're talking about, check out the USDA Hardest Zone. It's something that all gardeners live and die by. And um, government's just changed it up on us. They changed it up. And now we used to be an eight, now we're nine A. I know. I don't want to be a nine A, but we are. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I first got word of this that morning, somebody showed it to me, it upset me a little bit because I thought they had went and done something beyond their control. But after doing a little digging and researching, I made- A little digging. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. I understand it more now after we research a little bit. And we're going to be talking about that today is what this change means to you and what the change actually is. Cause I'll be honest with you, I was confused a little bit on a couple he of things. He was wrong. I was wrong and I had to <laughs> apologize to her because she was right and I was wrong. I actually put up a pretty good argument. You about did, it, about, you, you about had me convinced I was wrong. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to explain all that. But first of all, in memory of us having 29 degrees tonight. <gasps> Look at my hands. That's not dirt y'all. Anybody guess what that is? That's roselle damage. That's roselle thumbs. All right, I'm gonna spit a little bit right here. So we're having roselle tea. I'm trying to save my last little bit of roselle before the 29 temps tonight. Yep. 29 is not gonna bother anything much except if you got some roselle, it's gonna take it out. Your warm crops, yeah, it's gonna probably do a number on those, but don't worry a lot about your onions, your strawberries, your lettuces, your cauliflower, your broccoli, all those are going to be fine at 29 degrees. It's no big deal. Taste that and tell me what you think. Can you tell me what's in it? It's a little different. It's a little different. Turmeric? Mm -mm. What? How does it taste? It's a little different. It's not, it's not the sweetness that I... Apple, apple vinegar? No. What? That fermented garlic honey. Yes, That's yes, the honey yes, I use. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you yes, would have yes, never yes. known that. Yes. So it, what do you taste? Garlic? I do now that you mentioned, but I didn't before that. But it's a little different. It's not as good as I... It's, it's, well, good. it's it, healthy for you, though. Very healthy. It's just got um, some holy basil. Now you're not going to like it, are you? <laughs> Why did you put fermented garlic in my drink? Cause it's this cold weather coming. I'm getting us. Oh, ready. this is for medicinal purposes yes. only. Yes. Okay. Yes. Folks, in case you didn't know, if it's good to you, it's not good for you. It's not good for you, and if it's good for you, it's not good to you. So that's what. This is not bad, but it's not. It's, it's not the roselle that well, you normally make the roselle tea. You normally make, but it's, yeah. it's garlic in my roselle. Yeah. Fermented garlic. Cool. Mm. Um, yeah, just the honey part. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put any pieces of garlic in there. Right, right. And lemon juice. Yeah, but I can taste the garlic a little bit. He would have never figured that out. It. I should have yep. just stayed quiet. Yeah, we're having roselle garlic. <laughs> I think it's good. It's unique. A little bit of... Yeah. 
All right, so I got something for you to try. Oh, no. All right, you always have me try stuff. This, folks, right here is an edible flower that we've started carrying, and um, it's my first time growing it. If you didn't know this, folks, edible flowers is all the rage right now. This is called Nesturium, and you can eat the flower and the leaf. Now, this was grown as kind of a microgreen, but most people don't grow it as a microgreen. They just grow it as a plant, and they indulge yourself on the leaves. What's it supposed to taste like? And the flowers. Now, there's no supposed to. It does. And I want you to try and give me your honest opinion on that. Is that not different? Mm. Wow. Ooh, it's a little spicy. It's peppery. Yes, it's Ooh. got some spice to it. If you want to liven up your dish a little bit, it's That's nice. Good, it's good. Very peppery. Oh, there's a first for me. Yeah, you would never that. thought that till you tasted it. It's very. Mm. Now, it's not something you probably want to get you a big old heaping plate full by itself, but mixed in I with a salad. It's got a little bit of a fruit taste, mm -hmm. and then it's a little spicy, mm -hmm. but it's not a lingering. No. That is really different. You can grow this inside. We're growing these little pots right here. I got three or four of them growing there. Like and then you could grow them and also let them flower out. If you're going to let them flower out, you probably don't want to plant them as thick as what I did. These right here. And you can enjoy the flowers as well. Are they good for you? Of course they are. <laughs> then you didn't look that up? No, I didn't look that up. They got to be good for you. One more thing while we own growing, folks. Y'all know this time of the year I'm all about growing indoors because you can grow so much. Look at these beautiful lettuce right here. Now, this is Harmony Butterhead. Mm -hmm. This is a particular lettuce that we have. It makes a smaller type loose leaf head, but it's a pelleted seed, so it's easy to handle. But isn't it just gorgeous? Mm -hmm. Nice dark green leaf. I got six of these heads growing in this little bitty tray right here. They're wonderful, and you can grow your own lettuce all winter long. That's one of my favorite varieties there, Butterhead. We love the Butterheads because they have that silky, buttery taste to them. Mm -hmm. All right. You made a mess. I made a mess, didn't I? Let's get into the meat of the show today, okay? The meat of the show is, what do they do with this on this hardness zone? It's the buzz and all the it's garden. The buzz. It's Everybody's the buzz. Everybody's talking about it. All right. So, so the, one of the mistakes that I made and that we have made and a lot of other gardening companies have made is, is we attributed frost dates to our growing zone to our growing zone if you google that was the last frost date of zone six or zone seven you're going to come up with a chart there that somebody's put up there but really and truly it didn't have anything to do with hardness zone hardness zone and last and first frost date are separate what is the hardiness zone what does it mean hardness zone and i didn't look up the definition is is going to be you correct me if i'm wrong Okay, the average lowest temperature of your area, is that correct? It's a zone on the map that identifies the average annual extreme minimal temperature. That's a mouthful, say mm -hmm. that again. The average extreme minimal temperature. Okay, so basically what that means is you can look Drawn at- Drawn from, it's one data point over 30 years. Okay. So every 30 years, they redo this. They did it in 2012, and they just redone it. That's not 20 years. That's 11 years. Right? Oh, they pull from the 30 years. I got you. So they redo this about every 10, 12, 15 years, and they pull back from 30 years. I got you. 
And so the reason the zones changed is there was some skewed data in there. Not really skewed, it was true data. From 1980s, the last, the, the map that was put out in 2012. I'm glad you brought that up because it brings back memories for me. So, so there was, in the 1980s, there was unusually cold weather and those temps got figured into the zones. So they do this, I guess, every 30 years? No, every 10, 15 years. Yeah. So they just go back 30 years. Okay, so 1983, there was hard, hard frost. And I can remember this because I was three years old at the time. 1983. And, <laughs> in 1983, I remember this, I remember this distinctly. Okay, How this were you? I was 18 years old. And this will always, this will always be a memory. You know, you always have this memory. Mm -hmm. It was uh, 10.30 in the morning and it was eight degrees here. I vaguely remember You remember that? that? How old you were in 1983? 17. Yep. And then we had another one probably about 85 or 86. Uh, the reason I remember the 83 one is because me and some boys was out riding into some no good, like you would imagine the 18-year-old was. And we was back here on a field, was riding through the, the woods, and uh, we bogged down, got trucked up. And all we had on was just a light jacket. Mm. We didn't anticipate bogging down. And we had to walk out in woods probably about three miles to wow. a fellow's house. And he had eight degrees outside. And then we got there, I'll never forget. We knew who he was, so we went into his house. He had a fire built and everything. We was talking to him in there and he was aggravating us. And uh, this is way out in the country. His name was Wendell. I told this story just the other night at a party. I said, Wendell, we, uh, we bogged down over there on the so-and-so place. I said, we're going to need you to go over there and uh, pull us out. Because I knew he had some traps. He said, yeah, ain't no problem. He said, let me get my stuff on. So he got all his clothes and everything on. And he walked outside and started walking to the tractor. Well, I started walking toward his pickup over there. I said, we're just going to follow you back there in your pickup. He said, oh, I don't ever forget. He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, y'all boys got me out in this weather right here to go pull y'all out. Y'all going to ride the tractor with me back there. So he made us ride the tractor with him mm. to get the full experience. And we got back there and he got us pulled out, but I won't never forget it. It was about, it was cold. At that same time, I do remember this as well. It killed a lot of plants around here. Plants in our landscape, such as pittosporum, a lot of our trees, the bark busted on them, but a lot of the plants in the landscapes got killed because they was not acclimated or should be implanted in that hard of a freeze. And after that, we started seeing a lot of people putting junipers. Junipers took off, if you know what a juniper is, mm -hmm. took off to be a big thing because junipers are very cold tolerant. And all the landscapers wanted to replace all these dead plants with junipers because we at that point, thought you were... we thought we was going to start having this cold mm -hmm. weather again. Well, we had another little spell there about 85. And in 85, I remember this one. I could have my year off here to this one. I don't want the 83 one. But I'd bought a pickup truck that was used and I didn't shake the antifreeze uh -huh. in it. And it sat up here in our yard. And in the middle of the day, that block froze and busted. Uh -huh. And I had to put a new motor in that truck because I didn't go check the antifreeze. I remember that happening. That happened during the daytime. That's how cold it got there. So those two things were in the 80s. And I don't really remember it being that cold since then. I don't ever remember it getting that in single digits. No, I Much remember everybody running the water hose over the trees oh, yeah. 
for the the ice to freeze. I, I do remember that. Now I know you people up north are not gonna think eight <laughs> degrees is much to us, but folks down here in the south, we're not prepared for it. You talking about busting some water lines and busting some car engines and things like that. We had a major catastrophes down here. But anyhow, we got through it. But that is exactly the data that has mm -hmm. skewed our hardness zone yeah. for the years. So before. now the growing the zone changes. Um, it's really a guide for the winter perennials. It's not has nothing to do with has summer. nothing to do with the length of growing that you have in your zone. It's strictly to do with the perennial, um, the winter perennials, the fruit trees, the ornamentals that you can grow in your area. So when you're out looking for perennials or fruit trees, you're looking to see how hardy they are. What can they go down to? And you look at your zone to match that up. And we see it all the time, especially if you go to a garden center or anything like that. They'll have these little tags, and on the tag they'll have good in zone six, seven, And none eight. of that's changed. The garden center shall have to change anything. No, because that didn't change. It that was actually the move of the map that changed. And the weird thing is, we're here in South Georgia. If you look at that map, it dips down, and people in the same uh, area over there in Alabama and Mississippi are still in zone eight. It's right. just us and this little... Dip, dip well, and if you go to the website that we named earlier, and we'll put a link in the description, the map is really cool now because it's like a 3D map, and you can actually drill down and see your house. And in some of the zones, one neighborhood is like three different zones. Yeah. And that website, folks, if you just Google USD Hardness Zone, It'll come up there. You just want to make sure you're on the USDA site there because a lot of people, including us, have borrowed some of those images and things and put them on our website. But the, and I'm assuming we've changed ours. I'll need to check and see. Do we have a lot to change because of this? We had some. Some of our growing guide, we had to change a few things on there. So we did change a few things there. Yeah. We're in zone eight, eight, nine, eight now. So nine. it opens us up to a few more growing options that maybe you thought you couldn't try before. Yeah, and this thing's always a gamble because who knows? We're just going off strictly data here. You know, I want to get upset at the government because we always think the government's messing with us, but they're going off this data here. And look here. I lived through the 80s. I know for a fact, before somebody goes off on this tangent here, it was way colder in the 80s than it's been since then. And they're predicting a cooler winter this winter. We never know what's going to happen. We're just but, strictly going off data. But according to the data, we can grow warmer. I mean, we can grow more things now than we used to could. Yeah. Um, and think about citrus trees. We have citrus trees here now. Of course, I know there have been some breeding to, with some of the citrus trees to make them more cold tolerant than they have in the past. 25 years ago, you didn't ever see a citrus tree growing here. We got lemon trees, we got grapefruit, we got orange trees growing here now. We got all kinds of things, so. Yeah, and the, another thing, the number of weather stations they used to make this map in 2012 it about doubled what they used for this one. So what does this mean for everybody? It simply means that you may be able to grow different plants now that you did in the past. If the zone changed for you, it didn't change for everybody. That's the reason I would tell you to take a look at it because some people just simply didn't change for it. did change for us. So in the past, we have talked about a lot of times first frost state and last frost state. We talk about this all the time because this is important information to know your growing season. How long is your growing season? When do you need to plant things and things like that? 
In the past, we've made a mistake of tying that to your USDA hardened zone because we would say, okay. What zone are you in? If you're in zone nine, I'm going to give you an example. When you go back and watch some of our videos and we did this. If you're in zone nine, you need to plant so-and-so now. Well, the reality is it's necessarily tied to your hardened zone. We use that as a, as a common thing there. If you want to find out your true frost dates, they is, let me see if I can find it. I found it earlier. You go to a website called the NOAA, I think I got it, NOAA, N-O-A-A, -A, we're going to put this down below, National Centers for Environmental Information. And this is the government agency that is responsible for getting your first and last frost date. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I looked at this this morning, you can put your zip code in there and it tells you your first and last frost date there. That's important information. To me, it's but that's just your growing season. It's just as important as your hardness zone is. However, they're not real related. So, our average frost date for where we live is November 22nd. Now, I argued the fact with you the other night that this hardness zone had an effect on that. Mm -hmm. Well, it don't. You was wrong. 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 I said if it threw us in a different zone, then it was going to throw us in a different front, but it doesn't. So that's not going to change. So it's not going to change a whole lot for you. It is going to change a little bit for you. So take that on consideration. It's nothing to get, you know, really upset about. I yeah, don't think. Fe feathers ruffled about. Feathers ruffled about. We're going to still grow our own food and we're going to still be successful. Change a couple of things. You know, just like potatoes. We're still going to plant our potatoes at the same time. We're still going to plant our onions at the same time. So there we have it. We're in zone 9A now. I don't like the way that sounds, but we are. All right. And let me tell you something else we're going to do. We're going to give you a little flavor, Ben. We've got Christmas coming up on some Christmas gifts today. What a couple of our picks are. And I thought you people may find this interesting because we always have trouble buying gifts for everybody. Mm -hmm. So Mama Hoss picked out one. I've actually got two. I got a bonus one there. So give everybody your choice for a good Christmas gift. Okay. My one of my favorites is the complete fermentation kit. And what I like about it is it has everything in it that you need. It's got the pickle pipes, the pebbles, the packer, a little recipe book, everything you need. If you don't get this, but for one other reason, ferment you some carrots. It's worth yeah. that for nothing. You else. just finished up my last carrots. Oh, I love those fermented carrots. Yeah. I can't wait for some more. Yeah. Now, I have two, too. Oh, you do? Yeah, now I think about it. Okay. If, if you have that gardener that you just can't figure out what to get for, or homesteader, um, homemaker, you can always do a gift certificate and let them pick yeah. out their own. Yep. All right, so I've got two, but my first one here is going to be a bonus one, okay? Now, the reason I call it a bonus is because this is nothing we sell. I'm going to give you one that we do not sell that you can give that I think makes a perfect gift. I've actually ordered a few of these extra giveaways gifts this year. He has a fetish for uh, knives and flashlights. All right, folks, this brand right here I've become to really like. It's called Olight. The reason I like these Olight flashlights, and they come in several different models. I've got a few of Probably them myself. Probably different ones. Okay. i got this one that I carry in my pocket. It's what we call How it. How many do you have, Greg? I've got a few, Sheila. Okay. <laughs> this is what we call an EDC flashlight. This is a bigger one that I keep right here on my office uh, desk. What I like about these is they got rechargeable 
batteries in them because I hate picking up a flashlight and the battery being dead. It irritates me worse than anything. This is the neatest thing. See this magnetic thing? It pops right there and you just plug that into your car or to your, what do you call that, USB? Mm -hmm. USB and it charges it. Let so, me tell a story. Okay. So, you know, everybody has a junk drawer. You know what I mean by junk drawer? That drawer right beside the... When you walk in. When you walk in the house and it's usually the man's drawer that he puts all his junk in. So we decided to clean it out of the night. Would you, I want you to put in the comments below how many flashlights we found in that drawer. I don't have enough fingers for it. We got, I got a little flashlight thing, but anyway, yeah. everybody needs and to get knives. Them. Oh my gosh. I bet we found. But we didn't go into your shoe closet, did we? <laughs> I bet we found 20 knives in that drawer. Okay, I got a little problem with knives and flashlights. Yeah, it's okay. But this right here is, I keep one, I keep one hanging on the wall beside you the doors. Do. Because we can grab it and go outside here. I love the charge and these things are made well. Now I will tell you this right here. I'm not crazy about their website because I did order one one time and they made a mistake and sent me the wrong one. I had a really hard time getting them to send me the right one. So I would buy, I buy all mine off Amazon. That way if you do have a problem, it's easier to uh, take care of the return or whatever. Buy it off Amazon. Olight is a good flashlight that I think anybody would enjoy. I think everybody could get a, little, a lot of use out of it. Bigger ones and the small ones. Anyhow, this has got the carry case with it. Enough of my bonus <laughs> Christmas present. I bought six of them <laughs> as gifts. Okay, as gifts. I'm gonna give them away as gifts. You had enough spares you could have gave away as gifts. Give them spares away. All right, here's the hod. Now I'm gonna tell you some folks, we sell these things like crazy. I walked by there this morning going to get one of these and we were out in one warehouse and I had to go to the big warehouse and get some more to replenish for oh. up here. This right here is probably the most popular Christmas item that we sell and we sell these by the droves this time of the year right here. And I tell you this right here, if you if you don't know what to get somebody, I can promise you can get them a hod. I've never heard one person complain about getting a hod mm -hmm. for a Christmas present. You can use it for groceries, for vegetables. Yeah, it's just pretty. Yeah. Made in the USA, and you put your vet the whole theory is you put your vegetables in, you wash them out, and the dirt comes off of them before you go inside. The garden hod. And it's not that expensive. I think it's around $50, $60, somewhere in there. So there you have it, folks. There's some Christmas gifts for this coming year, and we'll probably do some more next week. Yeah, we, so. I think we might do a couple more next yeah. week. I always like to give somebody a bonus one, one we don't sell. You know yeah. what I mean? You'll have to show your knives next week. I show my knives. I, I got some knives. Maybe I'll bring all those up here that we No, found. don't bring them all up here. <laughs> all right, folks. So the old goat is on vacation. Yeah, the old goat takes a vacation every Christmas mm -hmm. and gets somebody to fill in for him. This year, who's got filling in? The Grinch came The out. Grinch is filling in. Oh, so the Grinch is on the set here somewhere. If you find the Grinch, put it in comments below. And he's probably not going to be hard to find this week because he just, he's got a little bit of an yeah. ego, doesn't he? Yeah, the Grinch. he has a little ego. So he's going to be easy to find. Put in the comments below. We'll do a little drawing. And last week's drawing was for the old goat. Mm -hmm. And the winner is? Winner is Bart Sexton. Bart, 
Good deal, buddy. Send us your name sounds familiar. Yeah, send us your information to CustServeHossTools.com, Bart, and you will get if I can get without causing an issue here. Yeah. These world famous get dirty socks. Bart, you will be the talk of the town walking around with your britch legs rolled up wearing these get dirty socks. Everybody would be envious of you. So send us your information and we'll get them shipped that there to you. Folks, if you don't, like Mama Hall said, we got gift cards, gift certificates on sale. On sale, but we got them for sale. Yeah, you can just, there's an item on the website and we'll email you the actual gift card. Um, or the, the code. And if, if you want a actual gift certificate, just let us know and we'll email you a gift certificate. So how long is the old goat going to be on vacation? Till the first of the year. And he's coming back. I hope he's spending time with the family, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Uh, glad you was able to join us and we had a good time talking about the hardness on. Hope you understood a little bit better. Nothing to get really worked up about. Yeah. Let us know if yours changed or didn't change and what you think about it. Yep. And Christmas is a coming, so. Got my red shirt on. Got your red shirt on. I'm getting into Christmas spirit a little Got bit. Got the Christmas decor going on here. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Now it's time for you to get outside and get dirty.